Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today it is all about Doctor Strange. And this is one trippy movie. I still remember watching it in theaters and just being stunned by the visuals. It was absolutely incredible. It, I mean, definitely at that time, it was probably some of the best visual effects I had seen in a Marvel film. And it was this movie, honestly was one to experience in a movie theater on the big screen to really get the full effect of the visuals. It was absolutely amazing. I still remember it to this day and I almost wish I could experience it again purely for the fact. I don't love, I don't love this movie. It's not my favorite one. I do like watching it and I have a lot more appreciation for the movie now after having seen everything and especially after having seen Loki, I have a lot of appreciation for it and I enjoy it just a little bit more. But the visuals are probably one of the best things about this movie. But before getting into the actual movie itself, we got to give credit where credit is due and that is with the man who plays the title character. Benedict Cabbage Patch. Benedict Cabbage Patch is amazing. You know, he's one of my favorite actors for sure. And I am still so, so happy that he is a part of the MCU and is going to be sticking with us just for a little while longer. And he really embodies this character very, very well. And I mean, the personalities are definitely, you know, not the same. But he embodies the character really well and he really brings Doctor Strange to life. And I think that's really awesome. And I and I love when actors can really embody a role and make it believable, especially with the first time you see them, because there are sometimes there are cases where you see a character and you're not fully sold on them until you know, you've seen them in a couple, you know, in a couple movies, you know, the first one in the sequel or something before you, you know, you just need a good feel for the character. But in this one, he completely sells it right off the bat and you get drawn into his character as much of an arrogant douchebag he may be. Another thing I really appreciate about this movie and kind of like is that it is another origin story. And I I love a good origin story. I love getting that background on a character, who they were before their transformation and the experiences they went through to kind of change themselves for the better because Dr. Strange, you know, you get a very similar storyline to, because with Dr. Strange, we kind of get a bit of a similar storyline that we kind of got with Iron Man where, you know, we got our title character, bit of a douchebag, arrogant, you know, kind of full of himself, entitled, whatever. And then they go through a life-changing experience which kind of puts them on a new journey in life. And their experiences throughout that journey changes who they are inside. And that's kind of what we got with Dr. Strange. You know, he goes through a life-changing experience. He goes on a new journey in life and he comes out of it a better person. Is he his best self? No, but he becomes better. And that's actually kind of one of the first things I want to talk about with this movie. You know, the character of Stephen Strange. If I met this man in real life, I would probably want to punch him in the face very, very hard because he's just an arrogant asshole. And 
the ego on this man. Oh my goodness. And I've seen a lot of comparison to Tony Stark with his character. I've seen a lot of people talk about like, oh, Stephen Strange and like Tony Stark are so similar, blah, blah, blah. They're like the same person. That's why they butt heads. And I'm like, they do have similarities, but they are, but they are very different at the same time. It's like, think, visualize like a Venn diagram, you know, they both have some, some very distinctive personality traits and some, you know, ideologies and beliefs and whatnot. But, you know, in the middle where the two circles meet, there are some similarities, but there are still very different. And I don't know if you are at all interested in hearing maybe a deeper comparison of, you know, but, you know, if you are kind of interested in a deeper comparison between the similarities and differences of Tony Stark and Stephen Strange, you know, let me know. I can, I will draw you a Venn diagram. But, you know, it might, maybe I'll make a TikTok video, which probably would work out a little better and, and kind of seems like the smarter idea now that I say it out loud. But, you know, let me know, let me know. Like, if this is something you'd be kind of interested in, I can definitely pull together something for you or you can look online teach thorough whatever works best for you but anyway like I said before they each do go through a journey one of self-discovery and one where they need to let go of the old them you know the quote-unquote old them and what's strange of course it is a life-altering accident one that drastically changes his life and breaks him down And because of this accident, he really lost sight of everything that was good in his life because he was so focused on losing the chance to do what he does best. Because Stephen Strange put his whole heart and soul into his work and it became such a big part of his identity that when he lost the ability to practice medicine, it completely broke him. And it affected every aspect of his life. And it even impacted his relationships, like with Dr. Palmer. So, you know, what does he do? He goes searching for the thing that might help him become whole again, if you will, you know? And of course, in this movie, he learns about the mystic arts. And we see his journey throughout this movie in honing these powers and with him creating all of these new relationships. And as well, going back and kind of restarting that bond and relationship with Dr. Palmer but the you know the thing is his arrogance never really goes away he he doesn't listen and he does have this need to prove others wrong like when he gets told not to do something he literally goes ahead and does the thing anyway And this is something we're going to see in No Way Home too, because literally in the trailer, we see Wong tell him after Peter goes to Doctor Strange asking for his help, Wong tells him, do not cast that spell. Like, don't do it. Like, bad idea. Clearly, Wong knows what he's talking about. You know, he's well-versed in the mystic arts. This has been a big part of his life for a very long time. But what does our boy Strange do? He casts a spell, and and as we've seen in the trailer chaos ensues and shit gets crazy and I mean it's going to be great to see but that's the thing strange does not listen he will do anything however kind of on that note 
His character isn't even one I fully want to dive into just yet because I feel like we haven't seen enough. His journey in his first movie, while gave a really good framework and basis of who he is, there's still much more to see and learn about his character in these movies. He still needs to learn. He still needs to evolve. And Infinity War did give another good look into his character, but I think it's going to be after Multiverse of Madness and even after No Way Home, where we'll have more of an opportunity to see how he's changed, if at all. Because this is even something that you could see with like the character of Tony Stark. While the events of Iron Man did change him, his character arc was not complete yet, right after the first film. It was only the start. And every single film that he was in after that, those experiences continued to change him and he continued to kind of learn more about himself or learn more about the world. Or there was all of these elements that go into these characters that it's hard to give a full opinion after just one movie, especially the first one you see them in. As I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite bits of Doctor Strange are the incredible visual effects. It is, again, some of the best in all of the Marvel productions, because here's the thing. In a lot of the other movies, we do get some very beautiful effects and beautiful shots. Like, for example, in Thor, when we see Asgard, or one, another one of my favorites is in Winter Soldier, when, I mean, not a happy scene, but when Steve is falling from the helicarrier and we get that slowed down shot, or even in the beginning of the movie with the running scene with Sam and Steve. Oh, man, like we get beautiful moments like that. But almost the entirety of the Doctor Strange film is just visually stunning. We get the Inception style effects. We get those incredible, colorful moments. Oh God, it's absolutely beautiful. And I always find myself looking back at some of these moments. And one of my favorite scenes is the open your eye one, where the ancient one really shows Strange what possibilities there are and essentially kind of makes an attempt to push him to humble himself a little and show that he's pretty small compared to what's out there. Because, I mean, you take, you take this man, and, you know, he thinks he knows a lot, and he, and here he is, he's faced with knowledge he literally knows nothing about. Because immediately after this experience, his first words are, teach me, and the ancient one responds no before throwing him out and honestly I feel like I'd have the same reaction too if I was shown all of that I would be a little terrified but god damn would I be fascinated I would want to know more and I would want to learn and gain as much knowledge as I could and I mean even right now the second I see something incredibly interesting I need to learn more I dive into watching videos on the given topic. I read extensively. I learn as much as I can about it. And this is probably why I have some random bits of knowledge, which is actually kind of funny sometimes. But anyway, with this scene uh, in the movie, the way that they show us everything is absolutely amazing. And it's not only the visuals that are amazing, but 
It is also what the ancient one says while we are being shown them. As we see strange flying through these dimensions, we hear the ancient one say that their universe is one of an infinite number. And there it is, the very first time we get told about the multiverse. And that fact is something I love about this movie and brings a certain amount of appreciation. We get told about the multiverse and we get told the possibilities there could be. And this is where it begins in my mind, honestly, because this is the start of the multiverse journey. And it isn't really until Far From Home where we get the multiverse brought up again. But of course, that was a quote unquote lie from Beck. The concept of the multiverse was used to create this reality for his Mysterio persona. But that's not the only scene that is visually stunning. Another one is the scene where Strange goes to the dark dimension to bargain with Dormammu. Now, this is yet another scene that's just as incredible, and we get to see the primordial interdimensional entity with apocalyptic levels of supernatural power, and it's intense. This entire scene is insane, and I feel like it's not discussed enough. So to quickly recap, in this scene, Strange comes to bargain with Dormammu in order to protect Earth. Dormammu was on a path to fuse the dark dimension with Earth and consume it. Obviously, we can't have that happen. So what Strange does is he puts himself and Dormammu in an endless time loop during this duration, in which Dormammu kills Strange countless times to no avail, until he basically gives in and then leaves Earth with Cassilius and the Zealots. But the bit I want to focus on is Strange dying while in this time loop. He has killed thousands of times in not so nice ways. Thousands. And I feel like that's something we often forget about his character, especially the fact that he obviously will remember these deaths, the feelings and the experiences that didn't go away when he left the time loop. And just take a moment, imagine what that must be like experiencing dying thousands of times and still being sane. And it's amazing just how strong Strange can be. And I have a certain appreciation for his character because he really does bear a lot of responsibility and also just the weight of his knowledge. He knows so much about the universe and beyond it. He has access to knowledge that we can't imagine thinking of. And I can't wait to see how much of this plays out and what else we get to learn as a viewer as these movies come out. And it's going to be a real treat to experience. And I'm very, very excited for it. Now, I've talked about the little connectors and the little puzzle pieces that build up to the Infinity War. All the pieces that tie everything together. So naturally, we have to touch on that a bit. And the piece I want to mention is the Infinity Stone we see in this movie. That is the time stone that is held in the Eye of Agamotto. Like many other instances, we do not get told it's an infinity stone right away. It's not until Strange returns the Eye to Kamartage where Wong reveals what it really is. But throughout the time we see it in this movie, we learn so much about the stone's power. And there's a particular scene that I've been thinking about, and that's in Hong Kong when the sanctum there was destroyed. Wong died during this time which is actually something I always forget about until I watch the movie again. But anyway, when Strange arrived, he began to reverse what had happened, which did revive Wong. 
And this reminded me of the scene we get in Infinity War after Thanos arrives in Wakanda. This is after the heartbreaking moment where Wanda destroys the Mind Stone, which resulted in Vision dying. But then Thanos comes in, reverses all of this, reviving Vision before he tears the stone from his head. And okay, you know, everything that happens in Marvel movies is intentional. We got shown early on what the stone can do. We got shown directly that you can basically just reverse death with the stone. And Thanos did that so he could get the Mind Stone, thus completing the gauntlet. And on that note, I think it's the appropriate time to bring in the discussion of who's at fault for Thanos completing the snap. If you did not hear, Nia DaCosta, director of the Marvels, believes that Steve was responsible since he wouldn't sacrifice Vision earlier on. Now, while I understand the statement and see why many would fault Steve for this, I really don't think it's the case. Because as long as Thanos gained access to the Time Stone, as long as he had it in his possession, they were screwed. They wouldn't win. Even if they made an attempt to destroy every single other stone, they would still be screwed. The Time Stone is one of the greatest assets. There's a reason why so much work and effort was put into protecting it and ensuring it never fell into the wrong hands. There's a reason why it was placed in the eye of Agamotto. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of like my thoughts on the whole matter. Steve is most definitely not at fault for this. And I was actually surprised to see this all over TikTok and Twitter. Everything that happened with the snap, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. It had to happen. You know, and that's the whole thing that we learned with Infinity War and with Endgame. There was only really one way that it was going to play out. Everything had to happen exactly as it did, and it all happened for a reason. But all of this, I never thought it would be a discussion. But alas, that is something I love about this world. You always get surprised, and you always get questions that make you think for a minute. And I mean, there's been so many times where I'll be on TikTok, and someone starts talking about a theory or a a discussion on a certain aspect of a movie or a certain aspect of a character that makes me think for a moment and makes me kind of take a moment to sit back and be like, hmm, let's consider this. But I think I'll end it there. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all the support I've been receiving. It really means so, so much to me. Please check me out on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. You can find me at Oh Shoot Podcast as well. It would mean so much if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and drop me a rating and review. And if you ever want to come onto the show and talk movies with me, feel free to DM me or shoot me an email at the address seen in the description box. And I'll finish off with the question the Ancient One asks. Who are you in this vast multiverse? Stay nerdy, friends.